0: I'll say that you are tuned into local motion here on 91.3 WVKR Independent Radio. And speaking of Colony, I have co-owner on the phone, Neil. Hello. Hey, we're live. It's always a good start if I know I don't drop the call. So thank you for (laughs) being here today. Um,
1: Oh, no. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: I just started the show off with a duo that will be at your place this weekend. I know. Oh.
1: They played a bunch last year as well. They're fantastic, really.
0: Really really talented guys, right? Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. both of them And very nice,
1: too. Very nice guys. Really cool.
0: And that always helps. So I just want to tell listeners here of Local Motion that we are speaking with co-owner of Colony Woodstock, Mr. Neil Howard. And um, let's let's delve in a little bit. Let's talk about your your musical history, if you don't mind. I understand you're from the Bay Area.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm uh, from uh, just outside of San Francisco, the East Bay of San Francisco, um, little town called Lafayette.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and yeah, and lived in San Francisco proper for a number of years, but I definitely grew up um, in the, you know, in the region.
0: And your start with being into music. I know you're into theater and music. How did all of that come about?
1: Um, boy. I mean I, I when I was growing up my, my ambition, uh, you know, was just creative in general and I uh wanted to be an actor and I still yeah, I still do some acting of course, but uh somehow um uh, I got the music bug I think just through roommates and stuff, kind of in my late teens and early twenties, which was very late start in my mind. So I was always very uh, hesitant to get out and play and I, I finally started playing out when I was pushing thirty basically, so I was very much a late bloomer but I really just took to it and I really enjoy it and met my wife through music and um, the best man at my wedding. And, you know, a lot of my greatest friends in my life have been because I picked up the guitar. So it's, it's a very special uh, relationship for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, music yeah. is something. It doesn't matter what age I think you start with, as long as you start.
1: Yeah, and, and keep at it, of course. I mean, yeah. it has to be very much a passion that you, you don't really, uh, you know, there are times when I don't touch the damn guitar for, you know, weeks <laughs> or months, and uh, yeah. then I come back to it, and I feel like I've been practicing anyway because you have all these, uh, you know, thoughts, in the meantime, and they come right back to you. So. Did you
0: take guitar lessons, or are you self-taught?
1: Uh, I'm essentially self-taught, which means I'm not that great. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've had a few lessons here and there, uh, and obviously, you know, the, the uncle or the friend who showed you a couple things, and you figured it out. And, yeah, it, it's it's a simple... I mean, I'm not much of a band guy at these points. these points. Uh, more like a uh, solo singer-songwriter, so it's acoustic and dark and kind of simple and forgiving when you're just... Uh, playing along with
2: yourself yeah yeah so, yeah.
0: yeah. wow um,
1: but I do think it's an interesting angle because you know uh, having been on the musician who shows up at the gig uh, side of things I think I'm uniquely sort of suited to be the gig now and, yeah. and know what a musician expects and, and how to respect their uh their situation and their attitude. And, I you know. I
0: think it's a win win for the musicians because yeah. you know what it's like to be in their shoes. So
1: absolutely, and yeah. I dare say not everyone does.
0: Yeah, so it's yeah, no. Very
1: important. To know that's
0: from what, what I from. hear with venues. That's exactly what I hear. It's like when you get a great venue owner, and you see that you have the same people keep coming, wanting to come and be booked at your place. So that's exactly,
1: that's, and that's a huge yeah. feather in the cap to know that people want to come back and yeah. uh, really enjoy their experience and, yeah. tell, and they tell friends and. I mean with the bigger when we were open inside it got easier and easier for my booker Campbell to uh get you know calls back from from pretty major acts because they had heard through the grapevine that uh we had done right by friends of theirs or somebody they toured with or you know so it's uh, the word spreads yeah
0: actually. yeah yeah it really does it really does um and your wife, of course you and your wife lex um moved to the Hudson mm-hmm. Valley what about fifteen years ago
1: Oh pretty much I think uh I think. We bought a place in Woodstock in two thousand and nine. So not quite fifty. But
0: mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. And what, it was just the ha- classic ha- story of uh sorry, go ahead.
0: No, please tell us how did you find the Hudson Valley? I always love asking people how they found us here.
1: Uh I think it's one of the more cliched versions of it. Essentially we uh, you know we were living in Manhattan, we'd moved from California uh some you know, like three or four years before and i we'd left our car in California in my brother's garage. And he basically said, "You know, come and get it, or uh, I'm going to sell it." So we basically <laughs> did a road trip, uh, flew out there and visited friends and family, and then drove the car back to New York. And then immediately realized, like, what do you need a car for uh, in Manhattan <laughs> unless you unless you use it, unless you go out of town sometimes? And the very first time the day trip experience was, I, I just kind of looked at my wife and said, "Hey, uh, look, Woodstock is uh, a two hour drive. Let's just let's just go for it. I want to visit Woodstock." And and that was that. We just drove here. We wandered around for the day, um, ended up essentially standing on the corner, looking in the window at one of the real estate places. Yep. And a, a very lovely lady, uh, uh, Rusty, um, who has since passed away sadly, um, she came out and invited us in and said, you look like a fun couple and you're <laughs> looking for a cottage or something. Uh, let, me, let me try to look, find you something. And so the next week or so she sent us a bunch of listings for, some, you know, lovely homes and, and various things. And then uh, one of them was this beautiful, very old, uh, restored barn uh, with a theater space inside it, like a cabaret
2: space. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And uh, j- immediately just fell in love with it. It was the first thing th- um, place we looked at the day
2: we came back and, you know, made an offer. And, you know, the rest is history, essentially. We just wow. started
1: staying here all the time. I started staying here a lot. And then uh, flash forward a couple of years. The Colony, we had been there a bunch. Every time it was open, because it was open rather, you know, sporadically in the time we were around. Yeah. yeah Yeah. So we always showed up when we saw the lights were on. It was exciting, and it was such a beautiful space, and it needed a lot of love. And then one day we saw there was a for sale sign, and um, we just sort of had to talk about it and said, like, should we try this new adventure? You know, because I've never owned a a venue before, but I've worked in a lot of, uh, you know, bars and restaurants. And, you know, it it feels like my kind of home base um, um, you know, atmosphere. So um, I, I thought I might have a decent shot at um, sprucing it up and uh, getting it back to life. And here we are. Well, that's yeah.
0: putting it mildly. Let's go back in time and talk about the history of this beautiful building uh, originally sure. opened in 1929, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 1929. Just um, don't know the exact date and I wish I could, and I'll, I'll probably come across it someday because there's a lot of papers still in boxes around here. Mm-hmm. But um Just a few months before the uh, stock market crash, so it was kind of uh, some poor timing. You know, they I think they did okay in the '30s, but uh, it was then it got kind of looted and and, and messed up during World War II, and it just had a sort of a rocky existence, seemingly until we had it. You
0: know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like an owner would uh, retire, and their son or nephew wouldn't really want to do anything, but they wouldn't sell it stuff like that. It just sort of sat there.
2: For yeah. A long time.
0: Yeah. Every time until you and Lex bought it, I walked in there. I've been around here since the 70s. And um every time, I mean, I've seen like Majeski Martin and Wood there like back in the 90s, mm-hmm. just like, you know, we all have stories of that beautiful yeah. place. And every time like you, I went in there, I'm like, I just wish someone would come in and just love this place the way it needs to be loved. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was really shocked by that, especially given the fact that it's in, you know, a beautiful central location in in a musical town. And, you know, I've had many conversations with people from here, uh, born and raised from, you know, age 20 to to 90. And they've all said they've walked by it their whole life and and wondered why it wasn't um, more alive. You know, I mean, it's a beautiful ballroom. It's not like somebody couldn't see the potential. Mm. And um, and you hear about back in the heyday in Woodstock when there was twenty you know uh, nightclubs or or at least musical venues and bars everywhere. It, it was even dark during that era. Yeah. you know it's it's really strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, on, on the one hand, I'm, I've been uh, you know actively grateful about it because it would be one thing to to have everyone would come up to me like oh neil you did a great job with the place but uh back when old joe had it it was crazy good you know so there's like no kind of comparison and nothing against anybody any of the previous owners right. I mean, they, they right. did what they could right
2: right but, right but um
1: it was just uh th- it was a fairly, um you know it was easy to put a fresh uh aspects to it because it hadn't been done in a long time, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember walking in the first time you had reopened it. When did you guys reopen it? Two, three years ago?
1: Uh, We got it in 15 and did about two years of renovation. And then we opened in May of 17.
0: 17 already. Jeez, time flies. Okay. So May 17. Yeah. Yeah, So it's your fourth year anniversary here. Your four years. Wow. Time flies. The
1: uh, the, the three-year one uh, happened right after COVID came down. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I know this past year as a venue owner, as a musician, this business has been incredibly rough. You, however, somehow are the, one of the lucky ones because of the outdoor property that you have.
1: Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, um, just the ver- I mean, I, I, I cry when I think about how many places... Just did not have any sort of option for a pivot. Right. You know, um, we, we we were very lucky that we had a, a large, you know, field in our on, our on you know as our property. And my wife and I had already started the process with the town um, months, if not a year before uh, COVID, about um, you know getting the the rights and the permits and everything to do outdoor uh, beer garden type of thing. And it was always going to be a, okay, cool, let's have meetings and let's talk about it. And it was going to be a slow process (laughs) and probably kind of arduous in terms of trying to staff up that concept while having the indoor venue going gangbusters like it it was um, at that point. So um, in a strange way, having been forced to sort of shut down and then being able to do only the beer garden was kind of a godsend in terms of uh just bandwidth you know mm-hmm. just you not know, figuring out how to staff it and how to reinvent and uh so um we basically got to do our beer garden um as we wanted to it's still technically a temporary thing uh i'm, I'm you know except the the license and everything it's all you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: 100% legal and everything right. but we want to do a proper fence and a proper this and and uh, you know sort of make it more um Built in, but that'll take a little uh, time, of course. But we we just basically got to hit the ground running on it, which was uh, a crazy experience. You know, it was making lemonade by the gallon, <laughs> essentially.
0: <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I was there a couple of times last summer, and I told everybody in my circle and you know I always talk about at the end of my shows I always do musical happenings because that's what we do on this show is just promote the Hudson Valley and Mm -hmm. I loved the colony I love the outdoor patio the 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 picnic tables your stage your sound system Mm top-notch you had it so organized you have four or five acts in an afternoon and just so organized and not to mention what's really organized is your food and beverage service and yeah just really well done nice menu selection the food is just delightful really good food like sometimes you know music you have great food like I I don't eat before I come to colony because I can have a wonderful fulfilling meal tasty delicious delicious It's just really great, wonderful cocktails and drinks and and just a really comforting, like you're in somebody's backyard. You've got such a Mm -hmm. great space back there and you run into people. I mean, this was obviously last summer in the height of COVID and Mm -hmm. it felt completely safe being there.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have it very well spread out, and I'm looking forward to, you know, tightening things up in the future when when we're allowed to, because it'd be a very fun, um, festive environment with a few more tables and stuff. But, um, no, it's right. I mean, that's the whole conceit I've I've wanted to sort of put across, was that it's a never-ending sort of picnic music festival there's never any any cover but um you know sometimes suggests a donation maybe but uh, generally no cover at all and people just tip well and the bands have been you know whether or not of course but the, the bands have been doing um really well in terms of uh of
2: really
0: well i, I want to yeah. substantiate though that when the shows are inside because right now we're obviously in a different kind of world than we were two years ago when you were open um you have yeah. ticketed events on your inside um Seating when you are open inside, right? That's that's yes. typically tipp- ticketed. But the outdoor, you're saying, like now with the beer garden open, it's by donation only. And, you know, people know yeah, it'd be to be generous. Yeah,
1: completely come and go as you please. You know, families can just wander in, have a burger, and, and, and take off, or they can stay a long time. Right. And, you know, I, I never want it to be, you know, and especially there, there's sort of an awkward thing where some people have said we'd love to do a ticketed thing. And I'm I'm like, I just haven't figured out how to do that yet. I mean, mm-hmm. I know some, someday in the future we will definitely do a large ticketed show out there. It's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time right now, it's, you know, four in the afternoon and we have it's practically full. Everyone's having a great time the middle of their day. Some people are coming. Some people are going. Some people are staying there all afternoon. And then I have to clear everyone out and ask them, say, you have to go now because we have a ticketed event starting in, in one hour. And I just can't see it happening. Right. I think it would be a really just uh, ruinous to the, uh, the
0: vibe. To the vibe. Know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Now, you have a great Facebook page um, where you inform people that mm-hmm. what you got going on that day. Um, so I I suggest people follow you guys on Colony Woodstock on Facebook, right? You're located right yeah, in Colony, the... Colony
1: Woodstock, NY.
0: Yeah, NY. Yeah. And also you're located at 22 Rock City Road, right in the heart of of uh woodstock there you've got a great instagram page and um now as far as knowing who's coming up you guys what you're doing just on facebook typically right
1: yeah well that's a habit from last year i mean much most of last year we couldn't announce anything. Yes. Um, it was just, quote, incidental music and yep. we had a lot of fun with sort of that as a as a source of humor in a way. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> You uh, did. You were time, actually very yeah.
0: creative with your posts and your <laughs> writing and I was like, wow, Neil, if this music thing doesn't work out, you could be a writer because <laughs> you, you really did a great it, job and you put a smile on many people's faces for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, I got a lot of uh, lovely uh, feedback about that <laughs> stuff and actually, it, it was good to sort of have a daily
0: writing Assignment again. It's, it's always good for the, the creativity. Yeah.
1: Um, but what was I going to say? The I uh, Out- totally lost my train of thought.
0: Outdoor, um, telling, informing the public who's playing. Oh yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So we we got into the habit of uh, when we could announce, just basically doing day of announcing. And now I'm doing uh, the whole week if I can, and, and we're about to reboot our website from the ground up, and there will be a calendar page that will be populated. But Ooh, uh, in a way, there's there's almost um, it's a very strange but happy kind of dilemma. In that um, you know we get some really great bands coming in here, and we also have a lot of fairly unknown local acts who are phenomenal, but don't necessarily they're not known, so mm-hmm. there's not there's not necessarily a draw. But on a beautiful summer day, we just kind of fill in naturally, you know what I mean? There's just people enjoying the day and what is, is a bit of a concern is sometimes you put out the word that's you know, let's say um, well, anybody, you know, Cindy Cash Dollar is, is playing at 8 o'clock and it's like we suddenly get an extra 100 people showing up mm-hmm. saying like we're here for the big show and we're kind of at the door saying well, we're kind of full already <laughs> you right. know, and it's, I mean, it's really kind of, it's, it's not frustrating, it's, it's a good problem to have certainly, but it's almost like we're, it, 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 we we benefit by playing the middle ground of having um, not necessarily the biggest acts we can get because it, it could almost breed chaos, you know, and it can bring in more people than the kitchen might handle all in one 20-minute period. Or now, you like don't that. take
0: so, reservations, do you? It's just a walk-in service? Not currently. Right.
1: Not currently. Uh, it just doesn't seem that, that, again, goes back to the problem before of having to ask those six tables or something to clear out because a certain show is about to begin. Right. Um, I am considering the idea of making one section semi, you know, uh, not VIP, but uh, like weight services available and you can reserve it and just sort of try it as a as a test balloon. Mm-hmm. But it would be the entire day. You know, mm-hmm. that, that would be the only solution to me is having these five or ten tables over here be reservable. But you can reserve starting at, you know, 3 p.m. and, you know, you sign up for basically a two-hour stint or, or a one-hour slot or something. But it couldn't be like... Just free tables and then suddenly turn it over to uh, reservations. It would be um,
0: right, know, right, clumsy, right. And because of the fact that you're not just opening up at six o'clock and having a band, one band, you're doing exactly. it totally different. You're opening. Well, give me your hours if you would, Neil.
1: I think they may, they may shift yet again because uh, we're, April is very different than uh, than midsummer when we first started last time. But uh, well, right now we are closed on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we do uh, Thursday, Friday from three to Thursday, Friday and Monday from three o'clock to ten o'clock, and Saturday and Sunday from eleven a.m. to ten o'clock. Beautiful. And um, yeah. eleven a.m. on Sundays is our musical brunch, and uh, that's been going really good because. We have this uh, a chef Niels Nielsen, who is uh, quite well known in the area, and he's just oh my god, he's he's just unstoppable, and his brunch uh, skills are just beyond tremendous. So keep, keep posting we're doing those that. food
0: pictures because they—if that doesn't entice you, I don't know what would.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> I I look forward <laughs> to taking the picture and then eating the dish. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, exactly. And when does your yeah. music start? When the beer gardens open, typically around three.
1: Uh, we open at three, and generally, since it's you know we don't fill in right away, we start the music uh, no earlier than four. Okay. And then on the weekends, it's uh, earlier because sometimes, obviously, you get people all day. And we have the musical brunch on Sundays, so the band starts around eleven thirty and goes to two. And uh, that's great. We have jazz once a month and traditional Irish once a month, and then a few kind of uh, free radicals that we're throwing in there for for fun. Um. And then yeah, so then the music just goes and goes. We're also doing an open mic. Uh we've actually been rained out uh twice already with it, so uh on Mondays. So that will be um, probably sign ups around five and then just go in all evening.
0: I love that. I love when venues yeah. give people that option to do that because as you are well aware, that is one of the first places people start out when they leave their house, right? To play exactly. out in public. It's like and to have that opportunity and to have you as a venue owner give that opportunity to some of the locals. That is like super cool. So bravo to you and Lex for doing that and, and opening oh, up your venue. Venue that it's way. My
1: honor. I mean, open mics in, in, in the Bay Area and in Oakland, and Berkeley and San Francisco, were absolutely my my second home for many years. And I, it's where I met, like I said, that's how I met my wife. It's how I met so many great lifelong friends, and uh, and frankly, started my first couple bands. You know, it's it, it's always like a uh, a melting pot and and a, like a petri dish for like creating new groups and uh, you know new duos and collaborations. And I just I love to be one of the you know give back by having our own mm-hmm. and uh you know outside it's it's um it got going really strong last year and i'm sure it'll pick up uh once we get going again this year but the inside open mic which we, is run by my you know right hand man jim frisco he's with the mc he's just he's a workhorse he's incredible um but he hosted the open mic every monday since like literally the first monday we opened inside and it was just it became such a lovely community mm-hmm. you know there's just People coming from hours away to see friends every week, and uh, really, really talented. I mean, obviously, there's always a few um, kind of knuckleheads, right, <laughs> right, 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 right.
2: right.
1: Uh, but at the same time, they um, one of the one of my greatest sort of uh, joys is, is is looking at some young guy or, or girl who was like kind of a mess when they first performed, and then mm-hmm. a year later, it's like, look how far they've come. It, yeah. It's so. It's so gratifying to see them because it's like a gymnasium. You know, Mm -hmm. they show up every week and they work out and uh, they get in great shape
0: and, and they really watch other people perform and they're learning that exactly. way. Exactly. And, and Exactly. The growth is just yeah, it's a really wonderful thing to see. I mean, you know, I know you've got Dylan Doyle coming up at your place, but talk about mm-hmm. watching someone grow over the years. Um watching yeah. him from 5 years ago to watching him now, it, it's that's the beauty yeah. of of, you know, this great local music scene that we're so lucky to have here in the Hudson Valley. So
1: Oh my God! Yeah, no, yeah. Dylan is phenomenal, and he's um, and he's still I don't, know, he's very young. I, I won't, I've, not, I've I no think no he's twenty
0: one he or so, twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's very.
1: Yeah, young. It's crazy how okay, good he is. Yeah, and uh, you know Connor Kennedy is another oh, version of that. I mean, sure. he's just incredible. Sure. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, but, the whole the yeah. Restless Age, all, th- all all of them there. Look at Lee Falco, you know. I mean, the the whole bunch of them. Um, yeah, yeah. We have such young. We have talent. the Restless
1: Age playing the the Beer Garden actually on June twenty sixth.
0: There that's, you go. That's great. There you go. Yeah. yeah. No, they're terrific. I love those guys, and uh, yeah, yeah. We call them the Hudson Valley Wrecking Crew because um, they could play uh, with anybody. We
2: have
1: we have the same uh, kind of joke around here because they basically are. Like the band in a box for anybody who wants yeah. an amazing band, and uh we just had a friend uh Stephen, who just made a record with him uh over the last few months, and he's just over the moon about it, and yeah, they're just so ridiculously talented, their harmonies their uh their musical skills they're just uh, I get chills every time I hear them.
0: They're professionals, you know, and of course they were the really? backup band for, for Donald Fagan a few years ago, known as the Night Flyers. Um, so, yeah. you know, I mean, you can't get more professional like that. And they're so young and they take their music so seriously and they can play any mm-hmm. genre. And that's the beauty of it. You know, you, you put them in any genre and they can... They can kick it. They got it together. So, yeah.
1: Plus, they they comport themselves like true professionals. You know, they're Mm -hmm. always on time, always friendly, always ready to go, always just, you know, Mm -hmm. I I couldn't ever be, you know, couldn't be happier with uh, what they do.
0: Now, if bands are listening or musicians are listening and they would love the opportunity to be booked at a colony, how does that work with your venue? Uh, We
1: we do have some people reaching out directly on Facebook, just, you know, friending and, and, and not sending a message to Colony, but the simplest way to do it would be to email uh, booking at com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That way um, things don't get, you know, falling through the cracks, which they sometimes do if it's like you text somebody you know and, 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 and that person forgets to pass it on or something. So, um, yeah, just uh, booking uh, at com and get the ball
0: rolling from there. Oh Wonderful, wonderful. Now, do you see yourself opening inside this summer or you're not even going to plan that?
1: Um, yes, and no, I mean, no, I'm planning it, but basically, um, I just heard from my booker today that he's going to announce an indoor show, um, this, uh, amazing person named, uh, um, Adrian Lenker, and, uh, I think she was in a band called Big Thief, Oh, so I, I uh-huh. I'm getting that right. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but she had, I think it was either a sold-out show or, you know, almost sold-out show that we had to cancel last, you know, last season. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's coming back. We're announcing that for November, I think, tomorrow. So that's sort of our first official indoor show that we're announcing. And, of course, everything is still slightly, you know, up in the air. I mean, uh, who knows if we'll be at full capacity or what by then.
0: Right, right. But
1: um, there's clearly movement back towards normalcy on inside work. Um, But what I'm hoping to do this summer is to try out a third kind of concept of doing um, kind of a cabaret, uh, supper club kind oh, of idea fun. where we have, um, you know, semi high end uh, good food and, uh, all seated, all very safe, um, you know, maybe 60 people at most or something like that. I think, you know, we haven't really set up the floor plan, and uh, we're you know I think we're limited to a hundred inside anyway. But I would stay well below that. I think with the way I want to set it up.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, but you know we could do two shows a night. I would love to develop maybe even like a old fashioned kind of Catskills variety show with uh, you know a magician and a comedian and a juggler and stuff
2: like oh, that. Oh, you know? I love that! I would, so unique. It, it
1: really. Yeah, and it's uh, it's also very old fashioned, and I'm I just live and breathe old fashioned kind of stuff, so I, I think it would be hysterical to bring back something that's. Kind of long gone, and make it kind of an event. And you know, we, we could end up we keep doing it in the long run, and it's just like a Sunday thing. You know, we do two Sunday uh, supper clubs, and then we're packing the place with Andy Frasco on Saturday night. You know, so we can do both. Right. So I'm looking forward to getting that going, and at least having that skill under our belt You know, we know what what to do with a uh, a different uh, setup, and how to set up the room, and, and uh, what the menus are. You know, it's it's. Again, it's what I said all the time last year. There's like nothing we can do about this situation. It's worldwide, and there's simply no point in beating yourself up or anybody else about it. It just is what it is, yep. and there's only the only uh, solution is to be creative and and. Once I kind of think about it that way, it becomes a challenge and a fun one in a way because mm-hmm. I, I just I like being challenged and I like being creative. Well, <laughs> you, you know?
0: certainly are a venue owner during a time of uh, of all of those things. Now, minus the pandemic, what is the seating capacity at Colony Woodstock?
1: Uh, inside, we basically have 400 four um, hundred. Capacity in general, yep. and that's 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 something we do when all the tables and chairs are moved to the side or in the basement, and it's just a big old like a rest of development was was packed, yep. um, and that was standing room only essentially everywhere. Um, generally, I'm not even sure if there's a firm number on what the seated uh, capacity is because it changes so much and it's very fluid, but. Right. I would say, you know, uh, 200 or 250 or something like that. Right. We have seating around the balcony and stuff like that. You
0: know? Do you remember the first night, your opening night?
1: I do. I do. It was uh, it was wild. It was completely full. It was this uh, gentleman named Robert Sarazin Blake.
0: So I know him. Who, he was uh, on my show here right yeah, before he played yeah. there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he actually played two nights in a row just to get us going. And um, I think Connor Kennedy jumped up there and played with him for a while. And he had an amazing band. It was I because he's um where is he from? He's like Washington. West Coast, but I can't
0: Washington there you go, State. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So we had a uh he had a local band um that I mean, you can create an amazing local band in this town. There's just so many incredible players. So he, he just yeah. brought the house down. And it was just wild. I mean it was a huge um sprint to, to get open because we were like down to the wire, like we had set the date, we'd promoted it and some things got done like the very day we opened, you know, getting the liquor license straightened out, and all these things it was, but we made it, and it was just exhausting, and I remember coming home that night, probably in the middle, probably in the morning for practically, and just just falling into a deep sleep, thinking like, "Wow, man that's it, we did it it's, it's done and then I kind of woke up realizing like no, 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 well, you're, you're only open now. Now you have to be open. and right. It's like a whole new chapter. <laughs> this <laughs> isn't know? a one-night like, thing, yeah. Yeah, it was like I was a construction guy for two years, and <laughs> I was all proud of the building being done. I are like, no, nope, now you've got to run the place and be there. And I'm like, oh, you know. So, uh, But I have an amazing staff, and I've been, you know, not on my desk here. It's been um, uh, just very lucky, very lucky. I've been finding the right people for the right job over and over and over again.
2: And, it uh, makes all really the difference in the world.
0: It, yeah, your yeah. place is only as good as your staff is, and um, and yeah. you know that for sure. For sure. Um, tell me about some of the renovations you guys did to the colony.
1: Um, well, there's a lot of invisible stuff that yeah. was um, just not you know not sexy, but uh, but necessary. Like there was support stuff in the basement we needed to replace, and uh, um, all the all the floors in the kitchen areas and the bathrooms had been kind of unceremoniously. Uh, just fixed with pouring more cement over the years, they just every time it sort of sank into a bowl, they would just pour more cement in so and I know uh you know uh, carpenter, but you know apparently uh, cement on you know it, it collects moisture at the bottom of it and it just started rotting uh-huh. and so we had to rip out like you know floors that we didn't realize we had to and start from scratch all over the place and then um aesthetically, that was the fun part, of course. we built a beautiful long mahogany bar.
0: Gorgeous. And,
1: yep. uh, you know, it's, you know, as long as the room is and it's just mm. a, such a centerpiece and a sound booth that's also, uh, you know, looks like it's always been there. My whole, you know, stylistic sort of uh, mandate for myself was to make it look like you can't really tell what's new and, and what was original.
0: And, well, bravo, because uh, you did just that. I mean, you can't tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've had people say, you know, those can't believe those light fixtures, you know, cleaned up so well after all these years. <laughs> I'm like, no, those are new. They yeah, yeah. just look appropriate, you know.
0: <laughs> and the sound system, uh, too, did right? Didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, that's another investment we made just this summer is that the uh, we were basically using the interior sound system, and kind of schlepping it back and forth uh, between the building and the stage. And this year, we've rebuilt the stage, in a much more kind of a, I wouldn't say it's permanent, it's still like a flatbed, but mm-hmm. it's got a permanent rigging above it. And we're going to mount the mount uh, um, the PA, and we've built a cute little um, kind of wooden shed next to the build next to the stage where the sound guy can live, and, and the sound board is safely uh, tucked away out of the elements. Yep. But we've basically duplicated our PA, uh, essentially the same system, but keep, I guess the speakers are more um, weatherproofed. But um, yeah, and we have uh, much more lighting coming in, so the stage—if it looked good last year—it's just going to be amazing this
0: year. Oh, really I cannot fast. wait! Yeah. I cannot wait. Can you tell us some of the bands that you have coming up? Do you—you you may not know off the top of your head, but some. Oh
1: yeah, well, I wrote a few down here. I mean, there's, there's, there's—you know—as my—as my guy Jim keeps saying, he's—he's uh, he's saying this is like the uh... the longest festival in the Catskills, <laughs> and you know five hundred bands over the summer and it's really kind of true i mean if you, yeah. if you think about it that way so there's just so many slots that we're filling in and of course there's weather and there's tbds and there's cancellations and stuff so something will always change but uh... we have um... we have a bunch of monthly uh... residencies coming up um... uh... scott shirard who is Love him. Huge inspiration to me. Uh, you were saying before about watching a great player makes you a greater player. And mm-hmm. he's a prime example of that because I just stand there with my jaw on the floor and, you know... He's just, uh, you know, uh, and he, he's so kind of graceful and, 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 and direct in his playing, too, that it's very inspirational to realize that this guy can play anything he wants. And, and he he's playing rather simply. Yeah. yeah. And, and just so, to let yeah, listeners
0: have, know, he was the music director for Greg Allman Band and now is part of yeah. Little Feet. I mean, so, exactly, uh, you know, well, talk to me. When is he playing? Is he doing a residency there?
1: Yeah, he's doing a monthly, I think is uh, straight up the first Saturday of every month, starting nice. uh, May 8th.
0: Wow, there you go.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Jay Collins doing uh, a monthly Saturday, but that's not consistently like the third Saturday, so I don't have the date. I know that starts May 15th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a great guy, uh, Brian Mitchell, who yeah. is one of the, uh, sort of the Levon family, and yep. his band Fat Boy Canoosh, they're playing uh, May 2nd.
0: Oh my God, they killed it May, at your place yeah. last summer, didn't they? Oh.
1: Oh yeah, no, that was that was actually one of our, our craziest nights, and we were still kind of understaffed at that time, so we were just running around going crazy. But um, it was it was a lot of fun. Now they sounded so great, and he's again just the nicest guy.
0: Yep, hundred um,
1: percent. We I don't have the date written down, but we have Cindy Cashdollar coming up.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, Daddy love Longlegs, her. who's oh she's incredible too. Uh, we, just or we just announced, uh, so we just locked down uh, Tommy Tutone of all people. Wow. She's, uh, yeah, he, I guess he's in town doing an interview. Is it, I don't know if it's with you or not, but it's, uh, he's doing some a radio spot somewhere oh, in the area, and he reached out about doing a show. And so I can't wait to. Oh see
0: great! That one. I'll have to look into that one too. Um, Thank you. Yeah.
1: And yeah, and then that's June twenty fifth for Tommy Tutone, uh, Daddy Longlegs, who is like uh, kind of one of our almost our house bands. They played our Halloween show. I think every Halloween that we've been in existence, and oh. they're just. Are you are you familiar with them? Because I'm not,
0: I'm not, but I need incredible. to be. Yeah, they're
1: um they're a trio out of uh, Brooklyn, I guess, and it's just sort of like a stompy blues um, you know, harmonica with distortion and very kind of screaming Jay Hawkins and gothic punky. Oh my God, they're just they're incredible. <laughs> they bring down the house, you I know. Love it, and you'd be a, yeah,
0: I love it. The no, I'll, I'll definitely get, check yeah. it out because I love learning new music and um yeah, no being. Exposed to different kind of music is is awesome. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And another uh, lovely man who has been uh, part of, he's basically staff here now because he's played with us so many times, is uh, Robert Burt Warren. He's doing, um, he did the shows inside, kind of tribute nights that I actually uh, helped out and sang on a few of them, like Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen. And uh, we did a thing, um, um, this idea I had, basically the Colony Opry, where I wanted to just do as much kind of classic country as we could throw together. Love it, and that was fun, and we're going to do that again on the outdoors this year. But Robert's coming back for a monthly. I think he's going to be doing um, a Dylan show or a you know Dylan Cohen and, and um, combo stuff. But uh, he's always just wonderful. He's such a such a just a beautiful man.
0: Oh. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen, just the people that you just mentioned are, I mean, all amazing. And never mind all the stuff that you fill in there, too. And I i really okay. suggest, yeah. you know, people just follow on Facebook, sign up on the website if you can, if they do an email blast and all of that. And what a fun venue you guys are. And I'm so glad you have the space um, outside to to do what you're doing, you know. And um, Yeah. Yeah, no, just top caliber. I, I give you six stars out of five. How's that? <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, I, I thank you, thank you for buying that building, and thank you to you and your wife for doing what you're doing for the music scene here in the Hudson Valley. Because there was a little time there where Woodstock didn't really have a lot of venues going on, you know. And yeah,
1: shocking. Yeah, true. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it went from heyday to you know maybe one or mm-hmm. you know and now all of a sudden it's happening again and in large part due to you and your tasteful renovation and just keeping it the authentic self and and not trying to change it into some other sort of vibe and just recognizing mm-hmm. it for what it is and for the history of it and um yeah 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 it's, it's you've really got a great thing going on i'm so happy for you and lex and i mean Congratulations, really. And, um, thank you for providing oh, such wonderful music to the Hudson Valley and, um, please stay in touch. And when you have groups and I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to Mike Campbell too, you know, a large, a large part of what I do here is I interview people that are coming to the Hudson Valley. I've had Scott Sherrard on my show half a dozen times. So when I know shows are coming, that's how we, you know, mm-hmm. promote that as well. So, um, I'm here for you guys. Anytime you need a little promotion, we're here. So, please. Oh, Rita, thank you so much. That's absolutely, great. absolutely. So, yeah, no, thank you, thank you. And um, we're going to keep playing the music here. I appreciate your time today. I know you're a busy man, Neil. And um, I will see you soon right. at Colony.
1: All right, Rita. All right. Thank you again for having me on.
0: My pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil Howard, co-owner of Colony Woodstock, New York. Beautiful renovated venue. You can visit their website at colonywoodstock.com. Better yet, go to that beer garden, which is open every day except Tuesday and Wednesday. And it's right in the heart of Woodstock at 22 Rock City Road. You can follow on Facebook and Instagram. And the food is top-notch. The alcohol, the booze that they have there is just Great drinks, um, wonderful atmosphere, safe. Everything's safe. They have beautiful picnic tables, umbrellas, beautiful stage. Everything is nicely spaced. I felt completely safe there last summer and uh, can't recommend it enough. Colony Woodstock dot com. And right now it is 446. You are tuned into local motion here on 91.3 WVKR. I'm your host Rita Ryan here each and every Wednesday. And what we're going to keep doing is playing music of the Hudson Valley because that's what we do here. Let's take a listener right now to Mr. Pete Levin, 91.3 WVKR. WVKR, Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. The incredibly talented Ms. Amy Helm. Are We Running Out of Love, the second single of her new upcoming album, which will be released on June 18th. couple of shows coming up at Levon Helm Studios that she, Amy Helm, will be part of. And let's start by saying that she's going to start April 25th, the show is sold out, but there is a web stream available. So, April 25th, that's, you know, this weekend, an evening to be grateful with Amy Helm and friends. Again, the show itself is sold out, but web stream is available. You can get info at LevonHelm.com. Also, Amy will be performing with Joan Osborne at Levon Helm Studios on May 9th. And she'll be there with the Midnight Ramble Band, two shows on May 29 and May 30. I believe they're both sold out. So that's the thing with Levon Helm Studio. If When they say tickets go on sale, you need to be right on the computer to get them because limited capacity, especially nowadays. So shows tend to sell out quickly. So look forward to listening to this whole album of Amy Helms that's coming out very soon. So stay tuned. You can follow her social media website, amyhelm.com, and check out the two new singles that already have been released off the new album. And stay tuned. Fingers crossed that she'll be on local motion soon fingers crossed let's see also getting us started on this set Pete Levin Mobius is the release we heard promises featuring Nanny Asis on percussion Jeff Chiampa on guitar Alex Foster on sax Pete Levin of course on piano and organ Tony Levin his brother on bass Chris Payson trumpet and Lenny White the legendary Lenny White on drums on this album, which was released in 2017. Pete Levin. Pete Levin will be performing the first outdoor patio show at Lydia's Cafe in Stone Ridge on Saturday, May 1st. You must call for a reservation and you can get information at lydias-cafe.com. So Pete Levin will be performing with Mike D'Amico on guitar and Jeff Siege Siegel on drums. So the three, the trio, will be playing at Lydia's Saturday, May 1st. So lots of great music coming up. And thank you again to Neil Howard, co-owner of Colony in Woodstock, for a wonderful discussion and lots of great, exciting things happening and their outdoor beer garden which is now open every day except Tuesday and Wednesday visit colonywoodstock.com and Facebook page so you can see all the great pictures as Neil was saying the food is pretty outrageous there and um yeah just a great place to be lots of music coming back folks we uh we have a lot of outdoor music to look forward to now that the season is finally getting a little bit uh you know more inviting to outdoor music so we'll talk about that in a little bit as I do musical happenings for now let's keep the music going let's talk about this after we play it this is Lost Leaders one three WVKR Independent Radio Poughkeepsie Muandir WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. The incredible group Neil Howard and I were just talking about. That was the Restless Age that we just heard. Their newest released single single titled Closer to You. Restless Age consists of Lee Falco on drums, Will Bryant on keys, and Brandon Morrison on bass. And you can hear the three of them. Their voices are just incredibly beautiful the harmonies that they have together are just really really stellar and to see them perform live is is the thing that you gotta see because they're so good so so good they were also as i discussed with neil the backup band for donald fagan's tour i think it was three four years ago they were the night flyers so it was Donald Fagan and the night flyers and these guys the restless age or the night flyers so you can see them perform live they do have a show coming up inside at Bearsville theater in Woodstock bearsville limited tickets of course available but there they'll be there and as Neil Howard just said they will also be at Colony Beer Garden outside on June 26th and you can visit the restless age at their website and all over social media you'll be so happy that you did we also heard lost leaders off their release promises promises and that came out a couple of years ago produced by david Barron. i'm looking for my copy bear with me and um, produced by david Barron. also part of the lost leaders is two of the members of of uh the Restless Age. Lee Falco plays drum for Lost Leaders, as well as Will Bryant being the um, keyboard player for Lost Leaders. Lost Leaders, um, I know they're working on a new album. I cannot wait to hear what they've got coming out. When they do, we'll definitely have them back as guests on Local Motion. They've been here several times. Peter Cole, of course, and byron isaacs so the both of them are lost leaders so stay tuned for that and uh, look forward to hearing what they've got coming out next we're going to keep the music going it's 5 8 you are tuned into local motion i'm your host rita ryan here each and every wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m and let's play some music from the legendary happy trow here on 91.3 wvkr Mm -hmm.
3: I've been hanging out uptown in the low down rain Watching good time Charlie Friends, it's driving me insane And up on shady Charlotte Street where the green light turns red Wish I was back home on the farm in my feather bed Gonna get myself a rocking chair, see if I can lose These thin hard
2: times, along Church Street Blue.
3: today is new folded up page 21 stuffed it in my shoe Paid a nickel to the pool I've could turn for the day. guitar strings, that old black diamond brand. I string up my marking box and go and join a band. But I guess I'm gonna sit down here and pick and sing a while. Try to make me a little change and give you folks a smile. Gonna give myself a rocking chair, see if I can
2: The one I
4: was given, you're the one I
2: chose.
4: The life I wanna be living. I know it's juxtaposed, but there's a lot of good folks that call me. Wonder how I am. Miles and time zones between us. I hope they understand that. You're my chosen family. 91.3
0: 91.3 WVKR, the beautiful voice of Annalise, the duo, Annalise and Ryan, Chosen Family. They are the hosts of the monthly live stream called The Valley Hour. Beautifully done, produced, recorded, the sound, top notch. Every month since, I think, September, they've been hosting The Valley Hour. It is now a free concert. Donations, of course, always gratefully accepted. And it is recorded live from the Helen Cultural Center in downtown Beacon, New York. Tomorrow, the 22nd, they will be featuring Aaron Parks and Rebecca Haviland along with Whiskey Heart so you get to kind of see Annalise and Ryan do some music you get to see Aaron and Rebecca and then you also get to see Whiskey Heart it's an hour-long feature I believe it starts at 8 p.m. you can get info and download your little uh, link at thevalleyhour.com Annalise and Ryan, they've been doing a great, great job with um, with that live stream and supporting the local musicians that they've had on every month. So congratulations, you guys. Super, super happy for you. Also heard the legendary Happy Traum off his release just for the love of it. We heard Church Street Blues written by Norman Blake. This is such an album. Happy Traum.com, by the way, was released in 2015 Listen to the guests that are on this album. I mean, the who's who of Woodstock, including David Amram, Amram, Marco Benevento, Larry Campbell, Justin Guip, Byron Isaacs, Jerry Marotta, Abby Newton, John Sebastian, Martin Simpson, Adam Trown, and Teresa Williams. Hello. It's a 14 track release. It's again called just for the love of it. Happy Traum and Larry Campbell produced this, and it's just top-notch. He, he's been on the show, I think, two or three times. <coughs> I do hope he writes a book. Um, he's as legendary into folk music as you can get, and every time I've talked to him, I feel like I get a history in folk music. He was part of the Greenwich Village scene. He was the first guy in a recording studio with Bob Dylan when Bob Dylan uh, recorded blowing in the wind. Happy Traum was there. Whew. And he's our Woodstock neighbor. So happytraum.com also owns uh, homespun tapes. You can just learn about him by going to his website, happytraum.com. And last week's guest was so much fun to talk with Scott Petito. And I'm going to play a track of his now. Let's take a listen to this. Ninety one three WVKR called Rainbow Gravity. <laughs> 91.3 WVKR Hollis Brown, their debut album t- titled Ride on the Train. We just heard Down on Your Luck. This was released back in 2013. Mike Montali was just a guest here on Local Motion a few months back when they did their first. Falcon Residency, and by that I mean the Falcon Venue in Marlboro, New York. They did a residency there this winter, and they're doing another one now. They'll be back this Friday at the Falcon, and they'll also be there next Friday, which is the 30th, so Two more shows of Hollis Brown happening at the Falcon. Restaurant is open Friday through Monday. You can go to their website and see all the wonderful things happening at the Falcon. The Beer Garden Outside is opening up on May 1st, live at thefalcon.com. We also heard Scott Petito's release called Rainbow Gravity. This came out a couple of years ago. PlanetArts.org is where the label it came out on. And we heard the track called Symbol Bells. Oh, Jack Dejeanette, the legendary drummer, Jack Dejeanette, and Scott Petito on bass. And that's it. Just the two of them. Uh, just... One of my favorite tracks on this 10-track release of Scott Petito. Scott is also the owner of NRS Recording Studios in Catskill. If you missed my interview with him last week and you're interested in listening, you can check it out on YouTube under Rita Ryan Local Motion, as well as the Local Motion Facebook page. Great fun talking with Scott Petito. It always, always is. Another gentleman playing at the Falcon this weekend, he'll be there Saturday, will be this guy. Let's take a listen right now to Oz Noy, 91.3 WVKR.